of Real Talk with Bella. I'm your host, Vanessa Coppas, and I'm joined by Jennifer DeSillas, Bella's publisher. And we have a very special guest who is part of the Bella team, uh, Jessica Lichardello. How are you? Hi, I'm well. How are you? Good, 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 good. Thanks so much for joining us. So we are in the midst of so many things, a world <laughs> pandemic, a uh, political atmosphere that is contentious and weird and crazy and so different and volatile, but it is also Domestic Violence Awareness Month. And um, we wanted to have the opportunity to talk to you because um, this seems to be uh, a topic that continues to obviously come up for us uh, with uh, topics of discussion lately, and not just in our podcast, but Bella TV segments. and. Um, as everyone is, I'm sure, aware, you know, we are very much advocates of mental health, uh, women's empowerment, and this topic in particular is actually very near and dear to my heart. I know it is for Jennifer as well. And I was actually uh, surprised and heartened when I heard your story. So um, let's start there because, it, because I think I don't think many people realize, um, you know, where this all kind of stemmed from for you. So if you could start there for us, that would be awesome. So we could get some um, context. Yes, definitely. Yeah. And, you know, I think an important thing you just mentioned is how this topic is important to so many people. And one of the things, you know, I find most difficult about this topic is how many people also deal with these situations. Um, Personally, you know, I had gone through a very toxic relationship and, you know, while going through it, you feel like you're the only one in that situation. At least that was my experience. And part of what helped me was people being brave enough to talk about what they had gone through and people who had maybe come out the other side of these situations. And it it gave me the education I needed to realize it wasn't just me. You know, I didn't deserve this type of situation and that there was hope on the other side. Yeah. So um, about three years ago, I made a very, you know, difficult, but one of the most important decisions of my life was to literally escape one night um, when I had the opportunity from a very um, volatile situation and it's complicated because, you know, you love this person, you care about them, and to feel threatened by them in any way is really goes against your sort of psychology of like what you expect, you know, in your life to have these like healthy relationships. So when it becomes something that's not safe, whether it's physically, mentally, um, financially, all of these things sort of fall on this, under this umbrella of domestic abuse. Mm -hmm. So um, three years ago, like I mentioned, I left and the circumstance of my leaving was while I was doing laundry. And I actually found it to be a very important time that people might meet people who might need to escape from a situation like this to use that time because you're away from you know, your immediate living space, you have clothing with you, stuff like that. Um, so long story shorter, I guess, um, I was inspired to share this story. And as an artist, I felt like the best way for me to do that was through my art. Mm -hmm. So 
I applied for a grant in New York um, at the end of last year for an exhibit that I'm titling Eight Minutes to Freedom. And the reason why I titled it that was because I had eight minutes left on the dryer cycle when I made the decision to leave. And I felt like, I had never felt like the most intense moment where I had to make a decision. And just that image of the, the end of the cycle of the laundry and, and that moment where you're just, you're the only person who could make that decision. You know, you could have support of everyone around you, but you have to do it. And it takes a lot of courage. It takes a lot of bravery. There's a big leap of faith involved because you don't know what's on the other side. Sometimes it's scarier to think of what might be in your life afterwards, if it'll actually be better. So purpose of this exhibit is to hopefully inspire people to know that it is better on the other side. I think whenever you have the opportunity to leave a harmful situation, there's, it's just going to be better when you do that for yourself. So if you could find ways to, you know, find a support system, empower yourself, um, and feel that self-worth, you know, for yourself that you you don't deserve treatment like that, then I think that's sort of the message I'm trying to get out into the world, you know? Well, I, number one, commend you and applaud you for having the courage to have um, kind of like that epiphany, right, within those eight minutes where, because the thing is, you know, having been in a um, toxic relationship myself in the past and uh, no, like literally everybody around you sees what you're not seeing right and everybody's screaming at you like yeah. girl, get out girl this isn't okay girl like what are you doing yeah so either infatuated or could I, and i also think i know for myself it was a moment of disappointment in myself that i would allow myself to be in the situation right so i you know because we are taught i know i you know grew up with um, my parents being divorced, but my mom was very, very tough and raised me to be tough and independent. And that just like that, like that I psyched myself out and I allowed myself to be with this type of person or in this toxic, just to see. And then I believe that there, that was it for me. Like I, I believe yes. that, okay, because I allowed to get myself into the situation, then clearly no one, and you know, I began to, I began to believe the lies that this person would say to me, um, no one is going to want you. You're not going to be around, you know, you're not going to be, nobody wants to be with you. Um, Yada, yada, yada. And it's that broken record that we begin to uh, ultimately believe about ourselves, which is so incredibly um, destructive to our self-worth, to our self uh, to our strength, right. To even, um, believe that we are capable of so much more and that we deserve so much more. Um, and it's one of the reasons why I, whenever we have the opportunity to talk about these things, which I'm so grateful that you said yes to this, um, is because I feel like if people, if other women, and I know this happens to men also, but if we normalize the conversation around the fact that it happens to more people than we believe that it can happen to you, that even if you are in a situation like this, that there is a way out, that there is help, and that um, that there is support accessible and available to you, then um, hopefully, you know, when somebody listens, um, they know that there's, you know, at least a silver lining at the end of whatever crisis that they're in. Yes. I mean, you, you just brought up so, uh, <laughs> these, these huge points like plan, of this whole spectrum. Was... <laughs> no, no, it makes a lot of sense because there's that, 
one is that somehow you feel you deserve this. You got yourself into the situation. Um, you have to sort of, you know, deprogram your mind out of that. And for me personally, I had um, a few friends who kept showing up for me because I think part of the power that people who are being the manipulators and taking advantage of are that they have you isolated somehow. They've, they've managed to convince you that what they're saying is the truth of everything and the whole situation. And it does push people in your life away. So, you know, one of the pieces of advice I give to people who might know someone who they think is going through something like this is to keep showing up for them. Don't let the person in their life push you out of their life. It's complicated because some people are dangerous. Some people aren't. You have to really navigate that. But just show the person that you're with that they are worthy. They're not, you know, they don't deserve this treatment. And also to seek professional help. Um, I actually ended up seeing an amazing therapist at the time. For the first time in my life, I had seeked help like that because the stress of it manifested in ways that, you know, I thought I could handle it. I'm like, I got this. I could handle it, you know. I'm, I I thought I had everything together, but I started having like physical tolls of stress. And that's when the signs came to me that something's not right here. You know, like you're trying to keep your ship afloat. And that's another thing. I think strong people, weirdly enough, attract situations like this because you what don't let that? your ship sink. <laughs> you know, I, yeah. I, I, I try to see it as a, as a sign of my strength, but, yeah. you know, I'm the type of person who won't let my world crumble. I mean, you know, this stuff out of your control, but sometimes people who are weak, because I think these people are weak, prey on people like that. And they use natural feelings of love, empathy, compassion. And you somehow get strung into this without really knowing that, you know, a lot of people. The thing is, to the point of that is because I think that in that strength is in our, in our ability to, um, to just evoke that and live in that way. We also, I know that this was for me. I felt like I was a fixer at one point in my life. Like I felt like, oh, it's going to be fine because he loves me and, you know, and I'm here for him. Nobody has ever been for him like I have. Oh my goodness. And that gave me um, like that, I guess that boost of um, whatever the hell that was, because yeah. I, you know what you I mean? Feel like you're helping. You feel like you're actually you helping like someone. You, and, yeah. and at the end of the day, um, realizing the fact that I was actually enabling also a lot of the behavior yes. um, is also another like <laughs> shit show, like a mental shit show. <laughs> yeah. You don't realize it when you're in it. And then when you're removed, when you remove yourself from that situation and you're able to like look at things objectively, then you're like, Holy crap. Okay. Cause it's, and, and something that I want to make very clear for anybody who may be listening is that it doesn't have to get to the point of an actual physical altercation. Like abuse mm-hmm. can also be, I mean, is also emotional, psychological, financial, like you mentioned. Um, this was something that this person did to me, you know, withhold money. Like, okay, well, I'm not, you know, paying the rent and I'm not da da da. And it was like, okay, well, where are we going with this? And you're literally put between a rock and a hard place. And um, it's not okay. Like no one deserves this. No right. one. And we're so in it that we are not able, but just to see it. But like you said, um, now I've become the friend where I'm like, you know, <laughs> have you seen that, yeah. like, that pughead 
I'm like, always, <laughs> I, I'm always side-eyeing like the partners that my friends have chosen for themselves. I'm like, I'm always, I ask more questions than I probably should. I've become like that annoying friend because I've been but like, yeah, don't want and my like, friends to go through it, you know? And, I think and like you too, said, this, oh, sorry, Jen. Yeah. I think too, there's like, you know, you say you're in it and you don't see it. I think you also reach a point because obviously that's how it happens for most people yeah. and for me too. But then I think there comes a point where, oh shit, you realize you're in it, but maybe you can't leave. And maybe they're, you know, they're holding things. That, like that was my story. At least I had to plan my, escape. Escape. yeah, to the yeah. point where I was, you know, I, I happened to find, you know, a girl that needed a roommate and I was seeing apartments and lying to him about where I was going because if mm -hmm. that I was leaving, it, it would have turned and into I literally yeah, like made sure. it happen and packed one day while he was at work because I had to, I knew that I had to get the hell out <laughs> wow. of there while I could. So like, it's a process. And even when you reach your point where you're like, okay, this is bad. I have to get out. Sometimes it's not as easy as just saying like, I'm leaving you by. Yeah. So right, you have to plan it. Like it definitely took me like half of a year before I, I was nervous that whole half a year because I knew I had to leave and I had no idea how I was going to actually be able to do it. Mm -hmm. And like, you know, step by step, I sort of mentally had to prepare myself. And I think it's brilliant what you did to look for apartments. That's another, you know, you have to, you have to set up that, that plan somehow. I mean, there are um, emergency like groups that help people who are leaving situations like this. And part of, going back to that exhibit that I was doing, I made a website that lists some resources for people. Um, there was a book that helped me a lot. Um, there's, there's actually a, a, an amazing group called Break the Silence Against Domestic Violence. And it goes right into what you were just saying, Vanessa, about take the taboo away of talking about it because, you know, and even like you said, asking your friends more questions than you should, but it can't be something that's swept under the rug. It has to be oh, confronted and, and continuously. I realized, um, you know, after the fact, obviously, you know, uh, was that the signs are there and um, you just are in such a state of, I guess, infatuation or, mm -hmm. uh, you know, you want to be yeah. in a relationship, you want to uh, make this work or you, you, you're, you're setting yourself up to, um, to not realistic, you know, to unrealistic expectations of what a relationship actually looks yes. like, you know? Um, and, you know, and I think that that obviously has a lot to do. I know personally for me with past trauma in my life and whatnot, that you, you believe like this is what you deserve. Right. Um, yeah. And quite frankly, if the message that we're putting out is, you know, if anything can be taken away is the fact that you're so, you're worth so much more. Um, and for you, it was an eight minute situation kind of like trigger, um, you know, uh, for you was the fact that you realized, you know, that you were either going to live in this hell or lose your life. You know what I mean? Uh, and also for me, it was just, you know, it was like, oh my God, this vicious cycle, like how much longer can you yes uh, and nothing really advances you know like you know and I'm it the does one it feels it is a cycle all the fixes the yeah fix on my own but this person like refuses to do anything for themselves so um and we as women you know we do it to ourselves in a certain in degree and I'm not saying that it's 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 like it's not our fault. It's just how we're programmed, I think, to be nurturers and caring mm -hmm. and loving because that's just what women, how women are. Um, and also men that I've known have, who have been in, in similar situations, you know, and, and a lot of the times 
the other, the aggressor, the abuser, um, to, and I'm not going to say to no fault of their own, but there is either addiction involved or there is some sort of, you know, psychological imbalance, or quite frankly, they may just be an asshole. But, you know, at the end of the day, um, no one deserves mistreatment for no reason, you know, for any other reason than you needing to do what you need to do for your life. Right. Um, and an, a relationship isn't dependent on, you know, that mistreatment, like it's not okay. Um, so talk to us a little bit about your exhibit, uh, because I know that you're doing something, you, you said you were doing something virtual, virtual, correct? Well, so before the pandemic, um, mm -hmm. the original plan was to have the exhibit open the first weekend in October mm -hmm. of this year, because it is the beginning of Domestic Violence Awareness Month. And I thought it would coincide uh, with that educationally. Um, it's been postponed. Um, the gallery I was working with is just starting to open up now and they still have to work out like their protocols for visiting. So there's a, it's to be determined the future date. I'm not sure if I'm going to wait for the physical exhibit until next October. That's a little bit of a stretch. I'd like to have it out before then. Uh -huh. But in the meantime, I am creating work. Um, I'm updating the website. It's eight minutes to freedom.com. And there you'll have resources. And I'd like to sort of make a virtual element, but I feel like the physical experience of people coming together to see the exhibit is really gonna be, you know, the full manifestation of it. So you could sign up for updates on that website. And, you know, I send a couple of emails um, just to update what's going on. So if anyone would, was interested in knowing when the exhibit's gonna happen, I would definitely say sign up for emails there. And, you know, again, just, just talking to you both right now is a, is a big reminder of this pattern. It, like you describing it is, is an exact replay of what I went through as well. You know, little details are different, but that cycle, that pattern, it's a studied pattern. And, you know, there's so many books about it and talking to people about it is so important because that's what makes you aware of those red flags, maybe, you know, whether it's for you or for someone else. And it's hard because like you said, these things sort of, sometimes you think, you know, things are red flags, but it's like a little bit of just, people are just not perfect sometimes. Yeah. And it's hard, and you know, it's hard to determine. There's, there's a lot of, um, you know, things that are also weighing you down in a relationship. Some, in some cases, I know of people that I know it's, you know, it's a spouse and, and you have children and then they're small children. And, yes. um, you know, the person has literally nowhere to go, uh, unless they stay into that, in that situation. Mm -hmm. Um, or it's a traumatic experience in itself as, you know, breaking the family unit. And mm -hmm. it is very difficult, but I also, um, just, you know, remember it was like, okay, so wouldn't it be even more atrocious to lose your life or end up right. really badly hurt than, you know, really just kind of, you know, yeah. just flipping the whole, uh, relationship on its head and doing really what is healthy for everyone. Because even in the end, um, I know for like, when I look back to this person and I, and I, um, you know, you want to, I know I personally wish everyone the absolute best and I wish them well, just not with me, <laughs> you know, what yes. I mean? like when I, yep. when I look back on that and I'm like, you know, and it's unfortunate that I know from what I heard through the grapevine, you know, it's, it's a similar, like that person just never got the help that they needed. And now, and it's, 
and th from what I know, he's alone, which is great because nobody deserves yeah. to be with someone like that. Um, but then also as I grew stronger in my own self-worth and my own self-confidence and actually, and the things that I wanted for myself, you know, um, relationships, yes, they do take work, but no one should be made to feel less than, less worthy or physically assaulted for any reason um, just because of someone's need of control, which in the end is like control power um, mm -hmm. is really what, you know, they, they need and they want. And, um, and it's not okay for anyone, for anyone in any type of relationship. So uh, Jessica, I am so proud of you. I am uh, really, really grateful to know you, be connected to you, uh, grateful for you sharing your story. If there's anything else that you wanted to add before we go. I just likewise, I mean, look at the three of us have been through this and countless other people and look at what the amazing things we're doing now. I mean, I feel like this is just proof of the concept I'm trying to get out there is make these decisions, save your life, and you will triumph on the other side. It's, it's, that's just do it. So yeah. Yeah. And then, and then you can, you'll be added to the support club. Cause yeah. now I, now I see, like, I, I, I've become like that annoying. Everybody's like, Vanessa, everybody. <laughs> Not, you don't have to interrogate, interrogate everybody. Um, but yeah, I have a friend. She's like, really, you're going to do this to me right now. I'm like, I have to, I have to. Exactly. Now. And some people might not have anyone else that does ask. Yeah. So. Yeah. Right. Right. Thank yeah, you so much thank for your time. I really appreciate you sharing your, your story with us. And for more, go to 8minutestofreedom.com, eight, eight correct? Yes, that's it. The number eight, everything else spelled out. So thank, thank you, you so much for having me.